you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our worship sitting here. Uh, I mean, literally four feet. Our mics are maybe three and a half, four feet apart. Is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Great to be here. So you come down from Pennsylvania and you bring all this bad weather juju with you, brother. It's 17 degrees when I wake up this morning. What is that all about? It's still 17 degrees. And uh, uh, those folks, you know, us here in South Carolina, we've had enough, brother. So uh, <laughs> next time you come, can you come from like Florida or something like that? <laughs> I will be in Florida for a meeting in a couple of weeks, probably yeah. three weeks, two weeks. So, yeah. yeah, I had to bring you a gift from the north. Yeah. Love you, brother. The gift of 1817. <laughs> it's been cold, folks. I want you to know we got this sleep number bed situation going on, and I want you to know that uh, clearly I'm thankful for heat being in the bed. And uh, uh, But, folks, as we move forward, we continue on with the life of Christ. We're looking at, and I know some of you got it much, much worse. And uh, uh, But as we move forward in the Word of God, looking at the life of Christ, looking at how the life of Christ affects us, uh, we find ourselves over in the book of John. We're in chapter 18, starting on verse 7 today. But before we do that, I picked the word surrender because we, we learn surrender from Christ. So we, we look at surrender in a couple ways today. We look at surrender in a way, we're going to see that in the scripture in a few minutes, where, where Christ surrendered. He could have done anything to repel them taking him. He could have, uh, he could have knocked them all away, but he surrendered to God's will. And, and I think that's an example for all of us. And, you know, over in the book of James, it says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And, and folks, there's something special about when you surrender. There's there's something special in James 4, again, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And uh, over in Proverbs, my son, give me thine heart and thine eyes, observe thine way. Humble thyself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So we're looking, mm. Kevin, as we look at this, we're looking at surrender as Christ surrenders. We're going to see that in the book of John in a minute. But we're also looking at it, and you can go either direction with this, we're also looking at this on how our responsibility and our our lives get better when we surrender. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, surrender is the, the perfect picture is Jesus Christ, as you said. And, you know, I was thinking of the term cooperating with reality. You know, there's a side of surrender that, you know, besides surrendering to the will of God, that I think that's the hardest thing for man is to surrender to the claims of the gospel that, that Jesus made us. Therefore, he has claim upon us and to to lay down your you know lay down the hammer and nails that you're nailing to the cross with by rejection and and just give it up and surrender and then then there's also for the christian you come to the point where you realize we've got to we've got to cooperate with reality Doug there's just some yeah. some times where things are going so bizarre that you say lord you know, <clears throat> kill me, get it over with. I mean, I, I have no clue what's happening, but 
whatever whatever's taking place you know i want to cooperate with what you're doing in this thing and you know i spoke saturday at a men's breakfast up in uh, north carolina the last place i was at when we were doing this broadcast and i used i was preaching on it was a men's meeting so it was you know men leading and and the idea was find the leadership of god and i used the example of the book of exodus and how god led moses and moses was clearly led of god some people still didn't accept it that were in the congregation but god used the command of god the cloud of god the counselors from god and the circumstances of of god but really when you look at the last thing the circumstances it you don't know it's from God. You just have to surrender to it. And so there's an element, and I use the example of, it's actually in the book of Numbers, that the children of Israel were going from Egypt to the promised land. God led them every step of the way, but there was at one point where they had to cross uh, along the Edomites, and they sent a messenger to the Edomites and said, let us cross this area. We won't mess with you guys. And, uh, you know, just... Let us take the what we know is the will of God. And the Edomites came out against them and said, you will not pass this way. And they're like, please let us pass. It's, it's, we're just trying to do God's will. We're not going to hurt you. So what do you do when you're being traumatized by the people of the world, by the, the lost people who are messing with you as you're just trying to serve God? What do you do when you go to work and there's a jerk at work yeah. who's saying, you know, you're not going to do this. No, you know, like there's a change of leadership. And I had a situation where the boss is like, what is that on your desk? It's a Bible. Well, we don't do, you know, I'm religious, but I don't wear it on my sleeve. And just, you know, he wanted to make a statement. And so I had to work through that thing and, 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 eventually cooperate with reality that it's going to be the will of God that, you know, for a time where I'm just going to, you know, and I, I don't even remember about the Bible incident. It seemed like I could keep it there, but I can think of other times, Doug, where there was this situation where I just finally had to say, God, I have no idea what's happening, but I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to salute the powers that be. And, and it, it wasn't being forced to disobey God, but it was the idea that surrender. I had to say, okay, God, nothing's going to change here. This is going to be a, uh, an upheaval here and the trauma will pass. And it did pass. And I was better because of it. Yeah. You know, that old thought over there in the book of Romans, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. And, uh, you know, we look at that great surrender of Romans one and two, uh, you know, we, over and over again, we get to a point where, uh, not my, but thy will, and, mm. and, and we think, you know, we got to present our bodies. We got to present our minds. We got to present our lives. And it's hard. Y you know it what, is. Kevin, we, <laughs> you know, I, I don't ever want to skim over something. And have These people think this is the easiest thing in the world. Just check a block, you know, just yes. get down on your knees right now and say, God, I surrender. Oh. Here's my body. Holy and acceptable. I'm all in. I'm not going to conform to the world. And then you walk out the door and boom, it hits you in the face. Yep. Uh, because it's a it's a way of life, man. You you gotta change up 
what you do, and you got to put God at the forefront. You got to be reading the Bible. You got to be accepting God, and it's hard too, from a perspective, Kevin, where you know most of us listening to this have been through the junk of life. All right, mm-hmm. we've been hurt. People messed us over. You and I both know fifty percent of the population are knuckleheads. <laughs> uh, when you're having a bad day, you can run and in run into ten or twenty of these, yeah. and then then you can get Always. a knucklehead cubed. You know, one of those pastors <laughs> who signs his own Bible when he's done preaching because he's so proud of himself. <laughs> Or you get one of these girlfriends or boyfriends in your life that can just turn your life upside down and shred you. Well, in the midst of that, you know what Kevin's saying, what what I believe Scripture supports here this morning is a Christ surrendered. He surrendered to what his ministry and prophecy called for him to do, and and it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And he was 100% man, 100% God. You can say, well, he was God. I get that. But listen, everything you need, you have within your heart from the Holy Spirit of God. But this word discipline shows up in our lives, Kevin, and I hate that word because it means that God gives me something to move forward even when I don't want to, right? Right, right, yeah. When God gives us something in our lives that that up that's an upheaval, that is a discipline. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking yesterday because you were talking about God just lets that guy come into your life, knuck, yeah. knucklehead cubed or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this was a knucklehead. But I'll just share this real quick. I know we're up, getting up against the, the break here. But yesterday I um, <clears throat> was on the phone on the way to, to, to for a meeting with someone else. And when I was on the phone with somebody, that somebody, I asked for a, just a little smidge of advice. Did you ever ask for a smidge of advice and get a wagon load <laughs> of preaching at you? Like, and, and preaching's a good thing, but I'm talking about, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Willie got to do this. And it's like, man, I wasn't asking for like micromanaged, you know, response on everything, but they wrote it. They wrote the thing. And by the time I showed up at that person's, um, at the meeting with that other person, they're like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, you know, my synapses were firing like, nothing, nothing's wrong. I was just on edge, you know, a little bit traumatized. And um, so I had to explain to them, I'm fine, I'm fine, but I'm not fine because I've just been micromanaged. But uh, you ever been through that? It's just kind of yeah. kooky. It is. And, and folks, we get this. And, you know, Kevin makes a call. Some of you go to work. Sometimes that sometimes the knuckleheads even in church. But in the midst of all that, we have to stop like Kevin did. <laughs> you have to stop and say, hey, God's not part of this knucklehead right here. Mm. And it's OK to raise your hand and, and say, thanks for your advice. <laughs> have a good day. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to say, I walk with God. It's it's okay, folks. It's okay to say, listen, man, I'm, I'm moving out. You know, every once in a while, it's okay to say, I'm on to the next mission. Thank Mm. you so much. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you ask a a closed probe, yes or no answer, and you get five minutes. Folks, we don't want five minutes. Sometimes say, hey, listen, I'm in a hurry. Let's get back to this like January of 26. Hey, folks, we'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
So this is actually a great day in the scripture. So we're in John, uh, the book of John, chapter 18, verses 7 through 10. We just really want to look at what's going on. I mean, we went through the part where Christ prayed, where uh, we're in the arrest, we're in, you know, the so-called court hearings, the monkey court, those types of things. And I think it's really important that as we go through the rest of the scripture here in the book of John, that we, we grapple with everything. I'm looking forward as we continue on with the life of Christ. And, you know, at some point we're going to be dealing with obviously the Olivet discourse from the other gospels where we're going to be dealing with, uh, you know, names of Christ, names of our savior and things of that nature. You don't want to miss that, but I think it's important. We finish up John and we move there. We find ourselves again in John John 18, verse number seven, then asked he them again, whom seek ye? And uh, uh, I love that. Whom seek ye? Who are you looking for? And uh, uh, whom seek ye? And uh, I think, who are you looking for, man? What is it? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way, that the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of them, which thou gavest me, the lost one. Jesus surrenders. He calmly and boldly identifies himself. And, mm-hmm. and, and folks, I want to tell you this. There's got to be times in your life where mm-hmm. these crazy things we talked about, this idea of surrender, uh, where people are just going crazy, and we have to calmly and boldly say, listen, I'm walking with God, and we're going down a road that's not walking with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate you. Let's let these other people at collateral damage go. And uh, you and I, let's have a follow-up talk on this in January of 26. And, <laughs> and, and, and this, you know, he protects his disciples and brethren, protect your family, protect your loved ones, but stand up for God. You know, God put God first. He went up and said, this is me. Leave my peeps alone. Mm. Uh, he fulfills prophecy in there. There's faithfulness in there. And, and ultimately, I think there's surrender and sacrifice. He's, he's emphasizing, I'm going to surrender myself for the greater purpose of salvation. And, and, and folks, you know, I, I thought about that word those words this morning that phrase greater purpose and those words kevin they just don't stick to god greater purpose should stick to everybody who claims to be a follower of jesus christ whether or not you have ptsd whether or not you depression i mean the long list we we've got them we could write down a list of everything we have we could stick it on our forehead and share it with each other and it stinks i get it but in the midst of all that, we have a Savior, we have the Holy Spirit of God in, in dwelling within us, and then we have a greater purpose. And in this case, the greater purpose for Christ was to fulfill the prophecy and, and go ahead and get crucified so that you and I can be saved. And in your life, you got to get rid of some things. you gotta, you got to put that sticky on your forehead that says, I live a greater purpose. Mm. I have a greater purpose. Sometimes it means, hey, man, I'm not going to live there anymore. Anymore. Or, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in that zone anymore, Kevin. I mean, sometimes greater purpose, a greater God takes over. Mm-hmm. A sense that God is up to something in your life is, is I think, a key to dealing with surrendering to the uh, inevitable, cooperating with the inevitable. That, like, just like you said, you know, that sticker on your forehead. Others may not see it, but they ought to know that your face is set like a flint. You are headed forward into the unknown but yet you know someone that's out there and in the beginning the world the 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 circle of friends around you the circle of peers the the whoever's 
um, are going to misunderstand and they will challenge, they will test. Why do you have this weird circle? Why is your face set like a flint? They did that to Jesus. When Jesus um, went to some cities, they did not receive them because his face as was as it would go to Jerusalem. So he was so determined to um, cooperate with the inevitable that, and, 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 which was God's will. And just what you're saying, Doug, so well that there's a, um, an attitude here that this must be why I'm on earth. Now, of course, he was God, but I think as a human, it would have had to have shocked his system to be coming to quote this hour. And, and so he, he tried to just, you know, when, when it push came to shove, the they were there with lanterns and torches and pitchforks and shovels and picks to to take them away. He had to he had to tell himself, "There's a greater purpose. This is the reason I came into this hour." And like you said, let these peeps go. What a leader was Jesus, by the way, when he said that. If 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 you have a problem, the whole the whole discussion even pre- previous to this was. Y'all didn't listen to me while I was preaching. You know what I was preaching. If you got a if you got a question about it, ask all the other gang that that is there with lanterns and torches. They know. And the way he took that stand and then said, "And if that be true, let these peeps go." Because you know, if you want a ringleader, I'm the ringleader. And uh, what what leadership he knew that um, they weren't ready for the the courtroom trials of their life. And they, by the way, were, most of them, martyred later on, willingly and gloriously and bravely went to their deaths. But, um, yeah, during this time, he's like, let them go. And, you know, we have a Savior that he's willing to take the heat, take the punch, and say, hey, look, your hours gonna, you know, you're gonna have your courtroom experience right now. Let me handle this. Don't get bent out of shape. If you feel like you're getting bent out of shape, rest in me. I, I got this thing. I've been through it and uh, recognize that there is a greater purpose. You're gonna come out of this thing better. Yeah, and you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking so many of us take a chance to breathe in and look at things. Another word that we hear a lot of today: process things. This had already been done in Christ. You know, Christ had already processed all. He knew what was coming. I mean, he was 100% God, 100% man. For us, I, you know, I think, I think guys, gals, I think for us, when we're talking greater purpose, when we're talking Christianity, it's, you know, as a daily walk, we forget that we're bought into Christ. We forget sometimes that we represent Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ, it says over in 2 Corinthians. Paul said, you know, he's an ambassador for Christ. And that brings you to a different level when you realize that. So uh, put ambassador in front of your name today. And when someone comes up and starts messing with you, looks at the wrong, looks at you the wrong way uh, or something like that. I was talking to a young lady, I guess, three or four months back. And Debbie and I were at our church. And this young lady said, you know, this guy creeps me out. This person does that what do I say and and I got to tell you as a guy um you know we don't get that a hundred percent we we get there's creeps out there we see them all right we want (laughs) to punch them as bad as you do but the love of Christ constraineth us we see them all right Mm. uh and we see you please understand that but I'll tell you uh, this girl got to a point where she went down the greater purpose route 
where she would tell people, she'd say, really, I thank you so much. Uh, you know, I'm not flattered by this because it's gross and, uh, and you're a moron, <laughs> but I'm a Christian and you need to stay away from me. This is what this girl told a fellow soldier uh, in the United States Army. Stay away from me. I, I, there's a greater purpose in my life. I have God yeah. in my life and you're a creep. And, you know, sometimes you say, well, how did she have the guts to do that? Well, she didn't have the guts to do that. She had the Holy Spirit of God to do yeah. that. And, and, and folks, when we walk down this road, when we live this life, realize your greater purpose, realize the God that you serve, realize the things that, you know, Kevin, and, and I know we're right up against the wire here, but it, it's not as if uh, we're trying to be better than anyone else. It's not as if we have a new revelation. It's just we're going to live a certain way, right? That's right. That's right. You know, he Jesus could have surrendered to these people in a way that would have been like, okay, have your way. And they could have just kangaroo courted them right away. But he was very wise here. I'm looking at the scripture, Doug, that says Psalm 119, verse 115, depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. So when we take the stand, like you're saying, like Jesus saying, and like your wife said, we're basically saying, look, you need to just get out of this zone because it's Jesus' zone. Hey, we love you folks, man. It just went by so quick today. We're, we're thrilled to be together. We're thrilled to be able to come to you guys. Looking forward to tomorrow. You don't want to miss this acceptance of God's will tomorrow. As we move forward, may God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.